Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode nine of the From the Outside with Sarah C podcast. I am Sarah Crosscut, the host and creator of this podcast and the owner and facilitator of From the Outside, a series of plant and nature-based lessons that help us to cultivate a deeper relationship to the natural world, ourselves, and each other. In addition, I am a published environmental writer. My work has been included in several anthologies published by Plants and Poetry Journal, www.plantsandpoetry.org, and Wild Roof Journal, www.wildroofjournal.com. You can learn more and find links on my website, www.fromtheoutsidellc.com. In this episode nine, we discover another mushroom of our fairy circle, the fruiting bodies of feelings and emotions that help us to cultivate and deepen our relationship with nature and ourselves. Inspired by this unique and magical phenomenon found in the natural world, I have created a model or means in which we as humans can connect more purposefully and intentionally with nature. In previous podcast episodes, I have talked about love, beauty, joy, and wonder. Today, I explore awe. In the last episode of the podcast, I talked about wonder. For me, wonder is distinguished from awe by its intellectual inspiration. It is infinitely uplifting and completely childlike. It cultivates our curiosity. Awe, on the other hand, an equally powerful emotion, is a truly raw, visceral reaction, completely overwhelming, in joy, in fear, or in disbelief. It is a feeling of astonishment, horror, or reverence, but does not always spark my curiosity like wonder. Some would disagree that it should give me that feeling of wanting to know more. Sometimes I am left wondering, what don't I know? What information am I missing? But mostly I am left awash in a slurry of emotion, gratitude, joy, and disbelief, rooted so firmly in the present moment and in my deep connection to the universe. Recently, I read Dr. Keltner's book, Awe, the science of everyday wonder and how it can transform your life. Keltner is a professor of psychology at the University of California, Berkeley, and co-director of the Greater Good Science Center. His area of research is centered around the social functions of emotions. He is the awe guru. I encourage you to read his book, If you want to know more about awe, I encourage you to visit the Greater Good Science Center website at www.ggsc.berkeley.edu. There is so much research-supported, evidence-based information on the science of well-being and many of the feelings, emotions, and practices that support it. Wonder, happiness, mindfulness, compassion, awe, and much more. It is a wonderful resource that I used on a pretty regular basis when I was a classroom teacher. Keltner also has several TED Talks you can find on YouTube. 
In his book, Keltner discusses the eight wonders of life. These are the experiences that can help us find awe. One of these eight wonders is nature. We have all had awesome moments in our lifetime through a variety of experiences. Today, I focus specifically on the awe-inspiring experiences I have had in nature. There are many, but I'm going to talk about just two of them. If you have listened to previous podcast episodes, you know that as a young child, I spent many evening hours with my father gazing at the heavens. He was a scientist, a chemical engineer, and thinking back, it was these quieter moments with him when I was so young that inspired me and ignited my curiosity and wonder about the natural world, perhaps the initial seeds that grew my love for science. One of the phenomenon in nature he taught me about was the aurora borealis, the northern lights. The technicolor dance of light particles across the northernmost latitudes in the northern hemisphere. The aurora australis is the same event occurring in the southernmost latitudes of the southern hemisphere, known by the obvious as the southern lights. At both ends of the earth, These vivid yet violent events have a scientific explanation. Simply put, charged particles, both negative and positive, collide into the gases of the Earth's upper atmosphere. These collisions result in the glowing lights of the auroras. The Earth's magnetic field steers the charged particles poleward. That is why the lights are usually only seen over areas closest to the North and South Pole. When my dad first showed me pictures and then explained how the lights were created, I was captivated. Even at the age of five or six, I knew I wanted to see those lights in my lifetime. So from 1970-ish, let's fast forward to 2018. I needed a reset in my life and knowing in the very forefront of my mind that experiencing the Northern Lights was number one on my bucket list, I decided to pursue a teaching position in Alaska. I moved to Wainwright, a small Inuit village 350 miles north of the Arctic Circle, a village of about 500 people, mostly native, wedged between the Chukchi Sea in the Arctic Ocean. I arrived October 31st, 2018, smack dab in the middle of Aurora season. I loaded the University of Alaska Fairbanks app for the Aurora on my phone. I checked that app like I checked the weather. I would set my alarm for the prime Aurora time predicted by UAF. I lived in a small one-floor apartment building with other teachers from the school. I could swing open my window, hang my head out into the negative 40-degree wind chill, and check the sky. The Big Dipper hung above me and seemed to take up all the space in the sky. So many nights, clouds moved in. 
On clear nights, I would wait patiently to see that glowing green light to appear and swirl across the sky. So many nights, nothing. I couldn't imagine missing it. Could I miss it? Wouldn't it be obvious? From the photos I had seen, it had to be obvious. Finally, that night arrives. I remember clearly the first night I saw the aurora. I got up and waited patiently by the window. I looked at the time, knowing it was prime aurora viewing. The sky was crystal clear. And then like magic, I actually thought of Harry Potter when this happened. I saw this green ribbon of what looked like smoke above me, moving towards me. Was that it? I think that's it. Sure enough, the light began to disperse. It swirled and danced with the Big Dipper as its background. I was awestruck, truly. How could the collision of particles in the atmosphere create such beauty? And I still get choked up now when I think about it because it was such a moment in my life. I knew the explanation behind these dancing lights, but seeing them from my window deep within the frozen tundra tapped into something way bigger than my scientific knowledge. I fell to my knees and I cried like a baby, grounded in the present moment, feeling connected to the universe, filled to the brim with joy, disbelief, gratitude, beauty, love. It all just poured out in my tears. This was awe. It is one of the most awe-inspiring, amazing experiences in nature I have ever witnessed. My students in Yupok natives who have lived in the village their whole lives still venture out to see the lights with the awe and enthusiasm of first-time viewers. I receive photos from them on a regular basis. They know those lights illuminate my soul. A little closer to home, in my own backyard, I have experienced awe just as profoundly as the northern lights thousands of miles away in Wainwright, Alaska, by simply growing a plant from seed. I believe growing a plant from seed through flowering and fruiting is an art as well as a science. The timing, the soil, the amount of water and sunlight, it is a skill that requires patience, a keen sense of observation and attention to detail. The attention to detail is where I fall short. I'm a big picture person, so sometimes I struggle or lose interest in the detail. Last year was the first year in my house. I have always lived on shady lots. So when I moved into my house on 0.7 acres of full blazing sun, in mid-April last year, I worked really hard to set up three raised beds and dig out a small six by 15 foot perennial garden that is adjacent to the three raised beds. I had plants that I had dug out of my old yard and had others that I had purchased. So I quickly prepared the soil and planted everything without much of a plan. 
My raised beds were a mix of herbs, vegetables, and flowers, some annuals, some perennials. My in-ground garden is all perennials, mostly natives. And I had a spectacular and wildly successful growing season last year. It kept me busy and I loved watching all of the wildlife it attracted. Well, except for the squash pests, they kept me on my toes every morning. I was out there picking squash bugs off of my squash plant. I felt so much joy and gratitude for my flowers and vegetables that adorned my table, attracted wildlife, and nourished my body. This year, I acquired another raised bed, a four by eight foot raised bed for all of my annual flowers and moved most of my perennial plants that were in raised beds to the in-ground garden. I was bound and determined to grow all of my annual food and flowers from seed this year. And with extra space in my raised beds, in late February, I planted the seeds of spinach, beets, green onion, two kinds of turnips, radishes, lettuce, and collards in my raised beds, some of those cooler weather crops. Well, our unseasonably warm February transitioned to a very chilly March. My seedlings were slow to start, but most have done well. I have beautiful collards, a little bit of spinach, and I'm eating a daily salad for my fresh-picked garden lettuce. But my other success was turnips. I had never grown them. I love them roasted, and I love the greens in a quiche or frittata. Some of them were wonky because the spacing wasn't quite right, but I had two picture-perfect, gorgeous turnips, like really big and round. They were your classic turnip when you think of what a turnip should look like. At the time, I was thinking about this episode and the stories I wanted to share. So as I brought my turnips inside, the wonky ones, along with the picture-perfect ones, and was cleaning them, chopping, and seasoning them, strangely, I was overcome with emotion. The same emotion that I felt when I saw the Northern Lights for the first time. It was awe. I had created a space in my garden where these turnips could grow and thrive. I had tended the soil, watered them, and they grew. They grew from the teeny tiny turnip seed I had planted with so much excitement, hope, and love. I had planted those seeds with my positive energy and my essence. I had connected with each and every one of them as I gently and lovingly placed them into the garden soil. I know the science of how plants grow from seed. As a gardener, I know how hard it is to get it right. My persistence, constant care, and nurturing energy had helped these turnips grow into full-size, quote, adults. I felt overwhelming gratitude, joy, reverence, and disbelief. I was so rooted in the present moment 
And I felt my connection to a bigger system and the natural world around me. I mean, a real connection as I was holding those turnips that I once held in my hand as a tiny seed. I cried. I mean, I cried as deeply and emotionally as when I first saw the Northern Lights. This was awe. A few years ago, I wrote an essay about awe, and I would like to share it with you here. Awe is a profound and transformative emotion. Reflecting on the points in my life where I have experienced awe, I recall being overcome with spiritual presence, blissful peace, overwhelming gratitude, quiet humility, and a love so abundant. It welled up from my saturated heart, spilling down my cheeks as a couple of streams of tears. Awe-inspiring events manifest a connection so deep and so prolific that we remember these life-changing moments in time for our entire lives. My awe-inspiring events in nature include the beauty and majesty of Glacier National Park, Montana, the vast, white, cold solitude of the tundra of Alaska, and the dancing green glow of the northern lights across a deep, dark, star-laden sky. Closer to home, in my own backyard, awe is cultivated in my consistent care for my garden. The turning of the soil, the tending of my seedlings, and the overwhelming joy from my bountiful blossoms and abundant fruit. Merriam-Webster defines awe as an emotion variously combined with dread, veneration, and wonder that is inspired by authority, the sacred, or sublime. The feeling of awe can be induced by nature, a person who exhibits dignity, wisdom, dedication, talent, or an act of selflessness or generosity, music, dance, or art. For some cultures, an awe-inspiring experience originates in fear, and I have had those. But for most of us, awe arises from joy and vastness. For me, it is a transcendental emotion. It deepens my relationship to the universe. As individuals, awe alters the way we understand the world. It can let us help us let go of the little things as we expand our beliefs on the the capacity of human potential. It manifests a sense of humility and feelings of a smaller self as we are reminded of our interconnectedness to a larger sphere. We are drawn out of self-interest to the concerns of the social collective and the whole community. It's exposing ourselves to awe-inspiring experiences, especially those in nature, big or small, can lead us to focus on what is truly important. Our sense of self falls away as we stand in the presence of something bigger. In a world of instantaneous updates, illustrious stories on social media, and the immense changes to our climate and natural world, we struggle to find our place in the stars and connect to our true selves. We have the world at our fingertips, but many of us long for a more passionate, healing, engaged connection with others. I challenge you to find some awe daily. Be intentional in seeking it out. 
Plan an adventure with those whom you want to deepen your connection. Experience awe collectively and stand in the bigness of it together. Use your awe-inspiring moments to grow your joy, your creativity, and your community. As I reflect on my garden experience of growing seeds, I think about the deep emotions and feelings that can be found within us as we cultivate our relationship with other living beings, humans, plants, animals, all of nature. We grow compassion, empathy, gratitude, love, patience, wonder, and a sense of belonging. We find awe together. We are connected and we use nature as our pathway to deepen our connection and find our magic. As always, at the end of each episode, I like to share with you a simple practice. This practice will encourage you to find awe in nature. And I invite you to record your experience in a journal through the whole process. So the activity is a simple one. Grow a plant from seed. Do not buy an established plant and transplant it. Grow it from seed. Prepare the soil, plant the seed, water it, nurture it, harvest it. Let it sit on your kitchen table and enjoy its beauty if it's a flower. Let it cook it, cook it up, serve it up to the people that you love if it's an herb or a vegetable. You can grow it in a pot, in the ground, or in a raised bed, indoors or outdoors. So you can do this if you live in a small apartment or you have a lot of land outside your place where you live. Connect to awe through the experience. So you'll have to keep a journal definitely on this one. Be sure to journal your feelings and emotions as you go through the process from picking out the seeds that speak to you Um, When you go looking for seeds, perhaps it's a plant that meant something in your childhood. It's something that you've always wanted to grow. As you tend the soil, tend the plant, plant the seed, watch it grow. So you definitely need to journal your feelings and emotions as you go through the whole process. And as always, feel free to share your experience with me through my social media account or email. So one more thing before I tell you goodbye is next month I am facilitating two events at Lewis Ginter Botanical Garden in Richmond, Virginia. So if you are in Richmond or close enough, uh, June 26th through the 30th, I am leading a day camp, which is 9 a.m. to noon for children ages 9 and 10 We will explore and deepen our connection to nature through observation, reflection, play, and other activities throughout the garden. So if you have a little one, ages 9 and 10, and you're looking for a half-day day camp, I encourage you to join me. And then Wednesday, June 21st, from 6 to 7.30 p.m., I am facilitating an adult education class. I like to call it a workshop. The uniqueness of seeds, we will explore seeds and their unique instructions for growth, as well as create our own set of growing instructions as we look inward to our individual needs to grow and thrive. 
You can find more information about each event and register on the Lewis Ginter Botanical website, which is www.lewisginter.org. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to venture out to your backyard, a local park, a green space near where you work and spend a few minutes purposefully and intentionally connecting with nature. Use your whole body. Really integrate into your being what you see, smell, hear, and feel. Spend time with those you love or sit in silence, solitude, and stillness. They are important states of being in in nurturing our nature connections. Acknowledge nature's wisdom and role in your life. Nature shows us how beautiful and transformative growth can be. Remember, we are all connected to the source of life and each other. With that said, you can connect with me through my website, www.fromtheoutsidellc.com or on Instagram, I'm at Sarah C underscore outside. Links to podcast, website, publications, webinars, and all the things can be found there. Visit my website for upcoming classes in the local community, webinars, latest publications, and details on workshops available for educational settings, professional development, recovery programs, conferences, or any group that's interested. As always, please feel free to reach out. Until next time, take care.